building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today we're getting tactical and talking about business health scorecards. Every business really needs a scorecard that evaluates the health of the company, but yet so many people do not have them and it took me a few years to buy into the importance. This is what my business coach says. If you were on a tropical island and you needed to see numbers every single day or every single week that would help you understand whether you can stay on the island and chill and drink some margaritas or you need to come home and run your business, what are those numbers? So today I'm going to walk you through what should be on your scorecard and what is on mine at Excelity. So if you practice EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, then the scorecard should sound familiar to you because that's what it's from. We practice EOS at Excelity, and I am very lucky that my business coach is an EOS implementer. So she worked with us for years while we were like, we don't get it. We don't really know what we're supposed to be doing. Well, now we get it, and we use all the systems, and it just is a really helpful foundation and backbone that helps us understand how to run a business. So per EOS, there are a number of things that your scorecard should have. But first, I will say, don't go too deep. I think it's really easy to look at your scorecard and think, we need to be tracking everything. What are all the tiny, nitty-gritty little numbers that we should be tracking? And then when it comes to updating it weekly and you have like 40 things on your scorecard, it's never going to happen. So don't be unreasonable and make sure that you're only tracking what's necessary and you're not bogging your team down in reporting every single week. Then I would first look at including key business goals, things like your revenue, your profit. Those things are obviously very important because they keep the lights on and keep people paid. And then does your company have annual and quarterly goals? We do rocks, again, another EOS term, but we have annual goals and measurables that we set every single year and we have our quarterly rocks and we check in every week to ensure that we are on track. Then you want to dig a little bit further into the key business processes. So things like hiring and human resources. The satisfaction of your team is super important and kind of undervalued for a lot of companies, but it shouldn't be. That's why it's first on this list. Marketing and sales, of course, two very important things to keep a business running. Operations, usually there's lots of different forms of operations within a company. So what do you want to track? Customer satisfaction, retention, and turnover. We also track employee turnover. We track sales rates and um, set goals every single quarter for how much turnover we want to have on the team. I mean, ideally zero, but it's usually up to one person. And then on the customer side, how many clients are we willing to part ways with a quarter? And usually that is a goal of zero and up to one. And finally, you want to look at all of your accounting processes. So this is the less sexy part of business, but of course, it's very important. 
EOS also says that you should create a scorecard for every department, which we do not do because we're a smaller company. We just have the one where all of the managers report out every week. But if you're working in a larger company or you own a larger company, you would want a scorecard for HR, for sales and marketing, for ops, for customer service and retention, and for finance. So that's something to think about too. I won't dig too far into all of this, but I did find a really good blog that gives an overview of how to develop and then poke holes in your scorecard, and I will leave that link in the show notes. All right, now on to a real-life example. I'm going to give you a little peek under the hood at how we run our weekly scorecard at Excelity. So we have a management meeting every week where we go through what's called a level 10 meeting. And that is another EOS term. I won't give you the rundown of the entire thing, but essentially we're reviewing our scorecards, we're reviewing our goals, and then we're identifying any issues, challenges, or topics within the company. And then we are IDSing them. Oh my God, I can't remember what IDS means, but basically we are, wait, identify something, solve. Wow. I hope my business coach is not listening. She'd be very disappointed. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so you're figuring out the solution to or the next steps for whatever the challenge or topic is. So when we review the scorecard, this is what we review. We have one, two, three, four, five, six categories that we review and 13 different measurables. I guess I could have counted these before I started this, but hey, here we are. So the first thing is marketing meeting requests. We have a goal of at least five qualified meeting requests every month, and we track goals to actual. So in May so far, it's the 17th, and we have received five qualified meeting requests already through the website. Yay, we are on track for that one. So we also have a status section in the middle that is green for on track, yellow for in progress, which I think according to EOS, technically you're either on track or off track, and then red for off track. The next is sales presentations and revenue. So we have a goal of putting out at least three qualified proposals per month. Our actuals for this month, hmm, I haven't updated this since May 4th, but I think we are at two. So about halfway through the month, that means we're on track. And sales per quarter, we have a goal of bringing on at least one really good fit client per month in 2023. And those clients should meet our minimums and most of them exceed them. Yay. And then they stay with us for six to 12 plus months. So this quarter, we brought in one in April. Welcome, Digisher. We're really excited to have you on board. And then we have a bunch of other ones out. Mm, I'm just waiting for them to drop. Anyway, I get very excited about this category, but that's what we're tracking. Um, In the financial section, we track cash on hand. We track our revenue goal and progress toward it. We track our profit margin goal and we track our income per month goal. And then this gets updated with actuals once they come from our accounting firm. We actually use Bench for bookkeeping. And then my husband is our outsourced CFO. So he does all of our cash flow and reviews our monthly reporting. And then we get these updated every single month. The next two are our version of operations for an agency, client retention and client budget. So under client retention, 
We track lost clients per quarter. And our goal, like I said, is up to one. We have not lost any clients this quarter yet. Yay. I'm very happy about that. Um, client feedback and areas of improvement. So if there are shout outs from clients, like one of our clients just reached out to me and he is working with a new account manager and he said how much he loves working with her. That'll go on here. And any complaints or areas where we're not performing up to goal or standard will also go in here to be discussed by the team. And then we also have a bucket called mistake or goodwill hours. So if we make a mistake or if we give clients extra hours as a measure of goodwill or to test out new services with them, then we will put them in this bucket as well. And then in the client budget area as an agency, we are tracking margin of error. So we have two different kinds of budgets, I guess. We have a mid-month budget and a month-to-month budget. So our contracts either usually start on the 1st or the 15th, and we want to be within usually about five hours either way on our client budget, so over under. And if we are too far under, that is often a sign that our clients are disengaged or they don't understand the process. Often they'll just say they're too busy to engage, but that usually means that there is a deeper issue. And if our clients are spending money with us, we want to make sure it's well spent. And then if we are really far over, that is a different challenge. Often we're going over on purpose or by choice to over deliver to our clients. But if we are really far over repeatedly for a certain client, then we'll look at upselling them or resetting expectations. The last bucket here is team feedback. So we have a turnover rate per quarter where we want to lose one or fewer team members per quarter. um, And that includes voluntary only. And then employee complaints. So we have an anonymous feedback form on our intranet where people can submit suggestions or complaints, or we have an HR person that they can escalate issues to. And then, of course, you know, my team is always welcome to come to me with anything that they need as well. So every single meeting, we measure whether we are hearing, you know, any rumbles of people feeling too busy or like there's stress or strain within the team. Um, We also have our team report out in a red, yellow, green system for how they're feeling work-wise every week so that we can understand, you know, like how much we should push them on their work or whether we need to help them reallocate their work and et cetera. So this last bucket is basically team health. So again, those buckets for my company are marketing, sales, presentations, and revenue, a financials overview, client retention and budget, and team feedback. And this is what we track every single week. The tool that we use to track this is ClickUp, and it just makes it super easy. We have an assignee for each one, a date updated, a status indicator, that red, yellow, green system, goal versus actual, and then any notes that we discuss during our management meeting. So as a takeaway from this podcast, what would be on your scorecard. Do you have a scorecard? If you do, that's awesome. If you don't, it's time to start thinking about developing one and it doesn't have to take too long. Use this episode as a jumping off point and you can always iterate on it. If you see that something isn't as effective or as important as you originally thought it was, we've iterated on this many, many times in the last few years. 
All right. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with just one person that is running or starting a company and will find value in this episode. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you.